0: Come slide down Rainbows in the sky Let's fly away Like a bird You're free to See the boundless face of the earth Let
1: the wind Hello everyone and welcome back to Destructo Discourse This is a Dragon Ball Z rewatch podcast I'm your host Tyler Joining the discourse on this episode is Dave Hello Matt
2: What's up
1: And Jason
2: (sighs) (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. Oh you sound like
3: some sort of bug man over there (laughs) Sorry, was I trying too hard to sell it?
4: Like some sort of of creature. Hmm
1: uh, as stated, this is a Dragon Ball Z rewatch podcast, which means every week we watch three episodes of the hit anime, Dragon Ball Z, and then we talk about it together as friends.
3: As a family. As enemies.
1: <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> 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 there are, there are disagreements sometimes.
3: <laughs> like with any family, it's like it's like a you know. Uh, distant relatives at the Thanksgiving table. One says subs, one says dubs <laughs> There's a there's a whole blood sport involved. You know, one
2: kidnaps the other's son. <laughs> it's all
4: it's a whole thing.
1: But that is what separates a hit anime from art. And this is definitely art. It can be
3: both hit anime and art. Hmm.
1: Hit
4: art. It can be cool <laughs> and dumb at the
1: same time. <laughs> It's my philosophy. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I prefer it when it is cool and dumb mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, this week we're covering episodes 139, 140, and 141. And I'm just going to say up front, these are some of my favorite episodes of the whole show. These are some good moments.
3: Yeah, I
2: like yeah, a they're lot. They're quality. They're,
1: they're so weird and so out of nowhere.
3: Yes. Very. They've <laughs> been hinting at twists and turns, and boy, this is... We are we are cresting up to the top of the roller coaster. Yeah, it's been it's been tick 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 ticking up.
4: Yeah, I can I can feel it.
3: The wind on your face.
2: I can sense the
4: story's power level increasing. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Toriyama, this is driving this car, and he is just just jamming that steering wheel left and right, <laughs> willy nilly.
3: He's about to he's about to fucking Mario Kart drift. <laughs> Full
1: purple sparks going. Exactly. Uh, before we talk about the episodes, I just wanted to talk to you guys about time travel as a concept.
3: Uh, Why?
1: Just for fun. Oh, okay. Unrelated. It is pretty fun.
3: My favorite uh, time travel in media is probably Back to the Future Rules. Pretty simple-ish. People yeah. Marty McFly out of existence or whatever. He, you know, Donald Trump goes back in time and gets the sports almanac. <laughs> How do you guys feel? Do you guys like multiverse theory?
2: I'm personally a fan of the original, uh, was it Lewis Carroll edition of it. yet just can't change it. You can try, but time will correct itself.
3: Yo, I like that actually. Yeah, it means you gotta live in the now.
1: I am a fan of that kind of uh, sort of universal assurance policy that it will <laughs> it will always find a way to correct itself and it will always make little changes as needed to to write the, the track again but i do also like multiverses and, yeah, and split timelines
4: it's the the you know the possibility of it's fun until you go
2: crazy with it different possibilities. suddenly you've got you've got uh how many does dc have 52
4: universes <laughs> well
3: <laughs> well yeah homestuck looks at that and says hold my beer
4: <laughs> well like technically no but in every like practical sense yeah yeah that is what happened (laughs) but that's all one author which is basically what it comes down to for me like i can get on board with whatever any given Mm -hmm. author wants to do with it i like the possibility of exploring different you know possibilities different versions of things uh which
1: are there um, any standouts that come to mind for you
4: i I mean Homestuck is the obvious one yeah Yeah. we we could be here all night it's like you know the it's a funny story about Homestuck, which is that um, you know Homestuck involves unbelievably complicated insane time travel plot points mm-hmm. um, some of Altering which don't, universes. some some, some, of, some of which don't pay out until literally the very end of the, the currently published story. Um, and the story goes that Andrew Hussey before he started writing Homestuck was working with one of his friends on a uh, novel with time travel as the central plot point. Um, and then after they've been working on it for a while, uh, the movie Primer came out and they said, <laughs> "Oh, now we don't need to do this cuz someone did it already. Someone someone has put this thing that we wanted to see into the world." I was just um, about
2: to bring up Primer.
4: Yeah, and uh, and so but that's why Homestuck's insanely complicated time travel stuff is so internally consistent because he had mm-hmm. already assembled the convoluted mental apparatus he needed <laughs> for it. Yeah. Um, I just repurposed yeah. it. But for that kind of thing, I also like uh, Stargate. Uh does stuff that I really, some stuff that I really like with time travel and alternate universes and so on.
2: If you're going to have time travel tra- uh, rules where you can change things, if you could actually like follow all the things that change, with and it makes sense that I am 100% on board with it.
3: <laughs> uh, well, that's why I don't like... I feel like a lot of... Uh, there are a lot of stories, I think, that inject time travel into a plot and don't... They kind of just slather it on like special sauce, like that's uh-huh. going to and not worry so much about the, you know, con- consistencies or the logic or any of that stuff. Yeah, I'm looking and, at you, Terminator. <laughs> I,
4: I, I, I do understand why people are kind of uh, yeah. jaded on it.
3: Well, I, I you know, when you do it without a level of intentionality, it kind of drives me at the wall. But like, mm-hmm. if you do it with the intent to have it be a thing. Yeah. And I mean, you can say that about it.
4: You could say that about anything, about anything, like any trope, but
3: true, true.
4: But yeah, for, if anyone hasn't seen Primer, um,
1: I actually have not. Yeah, I, I have not. I know of it, but I we have should not change that at
4: some point. It's one of the best <laughs> movies of all time that was made for like five dollars. Yeah, <laughs> like not not like one of the best low budget movies of all time. Like one yeah. of the best movies of all time, period. And 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 if it, you, and you it happens plan to have on... a low budget, yeah.
2: yeah. And if you ever plan on doing a story with time travel, watch that movie and take notes. <laughs> right
4: it won't help but take notes <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you'll you'll need to take notes
2: to follow it mm-hmm. uh,
1: i don't think that the time travel rules of chrono trigger are particularly consistent or even good but i do like a game that utilizes time travel as a mechanic for the gameplay
3: oh yeah yeah for enough time too
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah what what chrono
4: trigger does with it i haven't actually played it but i know about it and it is like like as a concept in a video game, yeah. I think it's I think it's brilliant.
1: The fact that you can choose to go to the final boss whenever you want because yeah. it's at a particular point in time and you can just go there is yeah. great. <laughs>
4: it, yeah, that's brilliant.
3: I love that. Um, I like the. I think I don't know if it's if it's canonically confirmed, but it is strongly hinted in the cosmology of D and D Fourth Edition that the Feywild and the Shadowfell, the two like. Parallel planes next to regular earth
4: like there's like which are, are like, like the the realm of darkness and death and like the fairy kingdom respectively yeah,
3: yeah. that the Feywild. there's like a theory that like the Feywild wild is like is like not a different plane but like the very dawn of of our plane <laughs> and the shadow fell is the very like end of our plane
4: Oh, I love that. <laughs> I
3: have no idea if that's actually like canonical, but it's, I am personally—it's it's, D
4: and D, so so, so yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Correct. It's that's that's just rad.
2: Oh shit! Real quick fact checking. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I said credited the time machine to Lewis Carroll. It's HG
3: Wells. Oh, I was gonna say that did not sound like something a you bit, said. A, you said an author name, and two. I just kind of nodded my head. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, Matt, I should have called you on that immediately because one of my favorite podcasts is the Dead Authors podcast where Paul F. Tompkins pretends to be H.G. Wells in a time machine, but I'm feeling sick tonight, so I didn't it's catch it. It's your fault,
2: not my fault. Hmm.
1: <laughs>
4: okay, but that sounds awesome. I have to check that out. <laughs> yeah, well, please nope. please go listen to that podcast if you nope, haven't. I love H.G. Wells.
1: Great. He pretends to be H.G. Wells and he gets other comedians to pretend to be other authors and he interviews nice. them in oh, the time yeah. machine.
3: I like Ness. Like that a lot. I just like it in terms of like. Well, I also I always love a big flash forward. I always love like in shows where we get to see uh, everyone beat the big bad guy, and then it de- and then they do like a weird time jump, and it's ten years later, and they all have cool outfits just for the ending. <laughs> that I'm always a big fan of.
2: Well, I'd, I'd feel remiss if I didn't mention Doctor Who, but I I, was, I do kind of like the Doctor Who do- Doctor Who rule set of. You can just kind of do whatever you want, except for with specific, like major events hmm. that can't be tampered. Those are like fixed points in time that can't be altered.
1: Uh, I also really like the time travel and fire emblem, where future kids just get spit out of. A oh portal. yeah, doesn't make uh-huh. any sense, but it's really cool. Yeah.
2: that, that was very it. Terminator-esque. Yeah. Uh, Looper was also fun. Oh yeah, yeah I like I like Looper. <laughs> the 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 notion of you have to kill yourself in the
1: future. Gotta close and it. It's, is, yeah, it's you wild. You have to
4: kill yourself in the future, and it's just, like, general practice for criminals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clean slate. Like, you can never find the body. You can never find the body if have... the body is in a different time period.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, how about we talk about some some hit anime, Dragon Ball Z? Some love heckin'
3: that. Dragon Ball. There's some some
2: interesting tie travel rules established in these episodes boy howdy let's talk about
3: them and for those uh watching along we're watching most of us are watching on funimation now with the exception of tyler who is watching uh everything on the uh american dvds with the falconer score and the orange bricks them (laughs) orange bricks building a house with these bricks (laughs) And, and we occasionally hop over to the Japanese section to see what the difference is between the to sub... compare and contrast. ...and the dub.
2: In those moments where it's very obvious that they made some major changes.
1: <laughs> episode 139, our first episode tonight. The English title is... Unwelcome Discovery.
3: The Japanese title roughly translates to... An ominous foreboding... Bulma unveils a mystery. <laughs> she sure does. Hmm... <laughs> You don't say... Because we left off on a
1: cliffhanger.
3: Yes. Where a mysterious phone call came in that would change mm-hmm. Bulma's life forever.
1: And we pick up at Kame House.
2: Nowhere and, uh, near we Where they, they kind of make that my entire... uh <laughs> Satan from the last episode invalid.
1: Right. We need to rectify something really quick. That was a fever dream, apparently. <laughs> Wait,
2: what
3: was, our, what was our Hail Satan?
2: It was that, um, the, the whole Akira bit in, in Dragon Ball World.
1: We recreated Akira with Launch and Chiaotzu. <laughs> because Tien oh, was looking right. for Chiaotzu. But Chiaotzu's at um, Roshi's house and he's cooking. Making soup.
4: Maybe, maybe he came back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: After all the Akira stuff.
4: Yeah. yeah. I wrote that. My first note is, what is going on here? It's soup. It's, it's just soup it's, day. It's, it's delicious
3: is. Soup, and not
4: yep. ramen.
2: <laughs> Big old quotations. Uh, <laughs> soup.
4: Roshi and It's jelly Ulong. donut soup. Yeah, <laughs> like, Roshi I and Ulog have, have conscripted Chiaotzu to make them lunch. Uh, <laughs> and Roshi states that he has to give this soup uh, the old Master Roshi taste test, which I guess means Ugh. eating all of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was was it test. good?
3: Also, man, I know it's like a whole cultural thing with, like, slurping ramen and it shows appreciation. I hate, hate, hate this slurping foley. It is bad, bad, bad for my ears. It's a nightmare to you? Every nightmare to me, nightmare to anyone, honestly. Hear every hear every every pop
4: and, and ugh, mouth sounds. Tien
1: arrives to claim his boy. <laughs> he pulls his buddy out of there as quickly as possible. It's very, very dramatic. Yeah, he fills we gotta the doorway. Go and,
4: he fills the doorway imposingly. Mm-hmm. Frowning. Yeah.
2: Giving uh, Roshi some bad jujus.
1: Goku's jet continues its trip to Roshi's house, and Krillin <laughs> fills everyone in on all of the details of the last few episodes.
3: Goku's jet, a.k.a. Air Force San. <laughs>
2: I don't... You're a criminal. <laughs>
3: okay. I don't That's want to fair. be here anymore. I will say that during a lot of this recap, Yamcha's taken his fucking eyes off the road a few times to look back <laughs> and, and give his own witty retort. I'm like, you are flying a cargo plane, bud. Right.
1: Uh, Chi-Chi suddenly flips out out of nowhere. <laughs> Very good <laughs> scream and everyone wonders what's going on with her, and she slams some textbooks down for Gohan, because he's fallen she, she's very far behind. Remembered. I should be making my boy study! The schedule!
4: I've forgotten my primary character trait.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she realizes she's the mom in that little Prince movie.
1: The worst. Of, oh shit, the camera's on me! The worst of Gohan's fever has passed. So she can <laughs> focus on Gohan again.
3: Here's where we get a, a good, fun theory that... uh Everyone's kind of pitching around. Hey, what if we just go back in time and just fucking, like, ice Dr. Jirō before he does any of this nonsense bullshit? What if we solve our problem?
1: This is kind of a dumb suggestion from Trunks, because you should probably know better. But he wonders if going back further in time would help. Gohan's the (laughs) only one who has a grasp on how time works in this universe. Gohan
4: is putting more thought into how time travel works than Toriyama is. (laughs) what <laughs> yeah. occurred to me
3: also uh, it turns out that uh, that time machine they say only has enough juice in it for one more quantum leap which is something really... that he
1: already mentioned before too
3: yeah and subsequently forgot but he was yeah. like uh, you know maybe it's worth it and I'm just silently hoping I'm like please get trapped in the Raditz saga please get trapped in the <laughs> Raditz saga <laughs> you could fuck up so much shop there at the Raditz saga <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a kooky timeline that would be Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fanfic premise. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that doujin? They ask him why he came back at all in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, like, well, y- <laughs> why did you come back if you knew it wasn't going to help? And uh, he says that it was Bulma's idea in the future so that he could help ensure an, a peaceful world for this timeline. If it wasn't going to fix hers, she wanted to have a peaceful timeline somewhere, at least.
3: And this was at this moment where we go to our lovely um, flash. Forward side flashback of Trunks' past. <laughs> yeah, sure. Flash diagonal, where we get <laughs> yeah. to see Bulma oh once again doing grandma Bulma voice. <laughs> to achieve a peaceful world, Trunks.
1: We also get to see the state of that world now.
3: <gasps> yes, and, uh, so happy got
1: thoughts. It's gotten considerably <laughs> more dire since the history of Trunks.
3: <laughs> Honestly, yeah So, History of Trunks was like Everyone, uh, once again, any apocalypse is indistinguishable from a normal day in Dragon World <laughs> And that's kind of what the History of Trunks was yeah. It was just regular Dragon World, but occasionally cities would just get glassed Whoops This future is like a full-on, like, post-apocalyptia I've got a screenshot from this from this dire bunker that they're living in <laughs> and, it ga- and it made me think it made yes. me realize where Trunks' sword came from. It's yep. just—it's just a fashion statement. It's of It's just the time. part of the
1: militia.
4: It's... it's just standard issue.
2: Literally, everyone tresses like Trunks does. Yeah, <laughs>
3: he's just—he's just... just walking by this like a whole scene, and everyone has swords and crop jackets, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and tank tops under the jackets, right? Bit. But it's got to be like a really
2: low tank top. So you can get maximum male titty? Yeah, show
4: off your your pecs.
3: Mm -hmm. Show him you don't skip your reps.
1: (laughs) The other important aspect of this diagonal flash is uh, Android 17 uses his damn gun. (laughs) Yeah, this is true. Takes his gun out and he shoots trunks with it. But that's just a daydream.
4: I was going to say, that that didn't actually happen, right? (laughs)
1: Yeah. We phased out of flashback and into daydream.
2: But we, we can't, we can't uh, forget to mention the, the soundtrack of this scene. <laughs> Which is hopefully playing, hopefully playing right now.
1: Of course it is.
2: Just everybody know, this music is the backdrop for this very serious scene.
1: Dire.
0: <laughs>
4: a, a lot of questions. A here. devastated future. And then there's just, like, like a rejected credit song from Common Rider Forze playing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking basically. Uh, Chi-Chi tries to lift Trunks' spirits, letting him know that he already at least succeeded at saving Goku. And that's something. She, she <laughs> certainly <specifically laughs> says,
3: yeah. that's all that really matters, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, she, for, is one, like...
4: for once, she understands this universe better than anyone else. Yeah. And then she looks directly at the camera. <laughs>
1: uh, we cut over to the androids, and Android eighteen, despite enjoying the scenery, wants to get to Goku's house faster. She's bored. And uh, sixteen knows the exact location. He just rattles it off. He's got
3: a GPS in there. Yeah, and the G stands for Goku. Yeah, Goku positioning system.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I did um, like that he humbly suggested flying. Like he, he very gently put that out there. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know we could fly
4: but if not it's cool i'm surprised he didn't just go there himself
1: yeah why is he, he going along with these two yeah it is really
4: realizes bizarre.
3: that even more than killing goku he wants to be a part of a thing <laughs>
2: they, he... they are technically like his older siblings
1: yeah <laughs> by a few and seconds they're,
2: and they're like objectively cooler <laughs> <laughs> so he just wants to hang out with his cool
1: older siblings
3: we get a really good line from 17 here which is it's not a waste of time if we're having fun. Yeah.
1: Hell yeah. Some wisdom He, ins- from he insists on 17. them enjoying the rest of the road trip.
3: I'm enjoying the road trip? Are you kidding? <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> that's that's pretty much why I didn't really question him using a gun. <laughs>
3: Cuz it would it's be all system. kind of a fun thing he would do. Yeah. yeah. God. These Earthos have to do to to beam
1: people without finger beams. <laughs> Isn't this silly? (laughs) Goku's having a nightmare again. (laughs) And this one is fucked up. This one's a doozy. This one is not Goom Monsters. No. No.
3: It is specifically 17 and 18, whom
1: he has never seen.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I would like to raise a a suggestion here. Mm -hmm. We get this weird, like, drug trip combined with Trunks' weird flashback daydream thing. I would like to think that the androids are psychically attacking... Uh, Goku and Trunks and Vegeta too. <laughs> actually, later, Doctor Jiro researched Goku <laughs> in depth. Uh, he learned that he had psychic powers. It was obvious. Uh, then built them into his androids, who know how to use them because they aren't morons.
1: <laughs> During this dream, he's having an out-of-body experience as Krillin, Gohan, and Chi Chi are murdered in front of him.
3: This is kind of padding, but this is
1: gruesome padding. Yeah, Chi Chi's especially. Yeah, Jesus,
2: yes, it- I hated that- it. That fucked me up more than any death in this series so far. We
3: fully just, even though it's see- not real. Yeah, <laughs> her neck actually, honestly, snapped. Yeah, a one-handed snap.
2: Like he just did it with his thumb. Popped through <laughs> <her> like <laughs> a
3: like a like a like a tab on a cola. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh.
4: That's bad. Content. And then showing
2: her head just kind of like dangle is the part that really fucked it like Uh,
4: yeah they
1: they go the whole nine yards with it
3: yeah it's it's some messed up shit goku has some some, has some has some stuff he needs to think about (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. he's got some nightmares
2: he he needs to work out these issues
1: uh trunks rushes in and gets stabbed by his own sword gets it turned around on him
3: uh, i mean honestly i that's that's we were, just go- we were just going about how gruesome everything is, but that, that was still kind of funny.
2: <laughs> also, uh, one of the rare moments where I forgot I was watching the uncut version. I was like, oh, oh shit, yeah. there's th- like blood on the sword.
3: That goes through. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's got stuff is, in there. <laughs>
3: yeah, that is visceral. While this is happening, and Goku's having this out-of-body experience, his unconscious body, air quotes, is still on the bed while he's, yes. you know his astral self is panicking and shit and we get to see like 17 i think or one of them uh like make his make their way over to the bed hold their hand right over his heart and plunge it down Mm -hmm. (laughs) right as he has this massive heart attack on the the cargo plane
1: it makes the real goku feel ouchies too Mm -hmm. (laughs) we cut over to see what vegeta's up to (laughs) oh boy being What's he doing? Psychically assaulted. He is uh, brooding in the rain.
2: Uh, <laughs> With uh, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins softly playing in the background. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's a little let down by the Super Saiyan power-up. It's not as cool as he thought it was going to be.
3: This is the Saiyan of legend. This is the ultimate form of any Saiyan warrior. Mm-hmm. It must be the best in the galaxy, unequiv- unequivocal. <laughs>
4: Except no substitutes.
1: He is this legendary warrior, but he was beaten by robots on a podunk planet. Yeah. It's yeah. the
2: thing. It's the thing that he's been te- told since he was a child. What makes him special is that he's destined to become the Super Saiyan.
3: Not only, not the only Super was Saiyan. he in third place to be Super Saiyan. <laughs> it's also not that good, apparently.
2: <laughs> His ass got punked by some robots from
1: Earth. He considers that. He could potentially go even further beyond a Super Saiyan, yeah, even further beyond.
4: Himself.
1: Hmm. Maybe this isn't the limit to the power. Huh. Maybe That's it's just, silly. It's just the new. It's just a new starting ground. Uh, so he commits.
2: So, can't wait to see Goku achieve it before he does.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he commits to ascending beyond a Super Saiyan and thus becoming legendary.
2: Yes. <laughs> and then somewhere, Broly sneezes. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe my hair will turn kinda highlighter green. <laughs> maybe my iris will break.
1: Yamcha wants Krillin to call Bulma and fill her in on all the new details. So Krillin uses the jet phone to dial star zero eight and it connects to Capsule Corp. Huh.
2: There's a capsule jet.
1: Yeah. But yeah. I
4: like the implication that it's that's just like that's the that's the helpline. Like that's the yeah, equivalent right. of nine one one or information. Sure, you yeah. Call, you just call Capsule Corp.
2: It's just a universal. Yeah, that would be funny. I I do like uh, Krillin's little remark at Trunks. Like, I'm sorry, Bud, but your mom's pretty hard to deal with sometimes. <laughs> and Trunks is just like, yeah, yeah, I know, I get it.
3: <laughs> My question is, what kind of a what kind of a call center does Capsule Corp even have? Like, it appears to be Bulma just picking up the line. To Bulma's the fielding
1: all tech support. She's
3: <gasps> running all customer service. <laughs> uh, no, he, Bulma. he got
2: um, he got a secretary first because. Uh, I true, remember yeah. noting the uh, the the waiting music. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> it was particularly fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was uh, a little surprised it wasn't that
3: the the girl from Ipanema. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: when Krillin gets through to Bulma, she wants to let them and specifically Trunks know about a weird <laughs> phone call that she got.
3: Is my son back there, Trunks? The boy you know, from, the the one future? One from the future. From the future.
1: Apparently, somebody found an old abandoned Capsule Corp vehicle out in the woods. And uh, she she got a picture of it, and she recognized it immediately as Trunks' time capsule. What the fuck? What? Which is kind of hey. weird because he has that with him on his person.
3: Yeah, it's in his pokeball belt. But hang on, Bulma, I, Trunks, I'll, I'll share you with. This, I'll share this picture with you. Let me fax it to you <laughs> with the Capsule Corp fax machine.
4: Not dated at all.
3: I feel like Toriyama
2: saw car phones and thought, surely there will be car fax machines.
3: We'll get a fax machine in every and every moderately electrical device.
4: The absolute <laughs> the height of future technology. <laughs> I mean, that's how I get my issues over
2: to Jump, so clearly. Makes sense. I'm like, who could live without it?
1: They take a look at this photo that gets faxed over, and it is definitely Trunks' time machine. It's all decrepit and overgrown with moss. And it seems like it's been there a long time and it, it got a
2: big old hole up. in it.
1: It's got a weird hole in it.
2: Now what?
3: what? we'll get to that later.
1: <laughs> uh, any other thoughts for 139 and this mystery <laughs> mystery. I love a good mystery.
4: A <laughs> uh, no, I'm not for this episode.
1: I just
3: want a future where everyone's got undercuts and, and cool cool swords. This is the future liberals want. <laughs>
2: like without spoiling anything, we do sort of return to this t- the that timeline in Super, mm-hmm. and even there, like it, oh, it, everything they show of that timeline, it never feels like enough to me.
1: It also never feels like a consistent place. Yeah, that's true. It's almost There's entirely always... different every time we see it. Is it just is it one I of those
3: scenarios where it's just it's the future and it's just generically fucked up in some way.
1: Well, it's just constantly in flux of some kind.
2: I like to think it's always a different trunks that we're following. That, <laughs> oh no.
1: That would be great. <laughs> trunks like, do layer.
2: It it would explain the hair change in between this uh Z and Super.
1: I can't wait hair. for Into the Bulmaverse.
2: <laughs>
4: oh shit.
1: Oh, like there's just an infinite this number this of, me. of Trunks
4: is Tyler. trying to solve
3: timelines. Time,
2: time you mysteries.
3: Can't, you can't do this to me. The spider ham is Oolong.
4: <laughs>
1: oh no.
3: Oh, God, Oolong just... with a
1: sword and a bowl cut. Yep. The
3: spider Gwen is Fidel. <laughs> Not Boma. <sighs> like teenage Bulma? Uh,
1: I mean, maybe we got time travel. It could, it yeah. could happen. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it uh, could
3: be both. Yeah, it could be. Well, no, my thought is that Bulma would be the um, would be the Penny Parker because she would have a mech.
2: You are 100 percent right. <laughs> <laughs> Jay knows what he's about. I, I it was my mistake for
3: doubting you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Episode 140. The English title is "Seized with Fear."
3: <laughs> the Japanese title is real good. It roughly translates to discovery of an evil egg A terrified <laughs> Trunks. All
1: right. Yeah. If you don't have the context, that sounds like a bad show. <laughs> evil egg. Funny E-E. This kid found an evil egg and is terrified get
2: this egg. That sounds like some good sci-fi to me. It's a scary-ass <laughs> egg. Maybe on like a remote alien planet?
1: He sure likes alien a lot and keeps bringing it up.
4: <laughs> well, if you're gonna switch your weird you know, Chinese fantasy story over to sci-fi, it's a good touchstone to hit.
1: That's oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good off-ramp.
4: Yeah. Does Super ever make it could to could like with
3: Dune instead,
1: but you know? Uh, that's a good question to I would have to think about it. I don't think so, but I would have I to. I don't
2: think Toriyama's seen it. He yeah, probably sure. skipped it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So
4: we start off with Panchi, right? Oh yeah. yeah. In in one forty, yes. immediately two wonderful things happen. This um, is a wonderful um, scene, which is that uh, Panchi says, "Oh, look at you two lovebirds." Um, <laughs> and uh, but she's not like she says that like it's a euphemism or a nickname, but right. she's talking to a literal pair of lovebirds <laughs> <laughs> that <Yeah>. she has. <laughs>
2: I feel like she says that to them every time she sees them. Yes, unquestionably. And, and it's equally as funny to her every time.
3: <laughs> yeah, it never, never gets stale Nep for her. Never gets old.
1: I think it's the only time in human history that that phrase has been uttered literally.
3: she <laughs> and
4: Marin would get along super good, wouldn't they? Oh,
3: they would absolutely be absolute uh, sisters, yes. And,
4: and then Bulma uh, says that she has to go out Uh, And and asks her mom to take care of trunks for a while. And it's like, Bulma, do not leave your mom, who is definitely already drunk for the day, to take care of trunks. You are the princess of Earth. You can hire a babysitter.
2: (laughs) There's probably somebody working there that's probably a lot more reliable than her.
1: (laughs)
3: They said bottomless mimosas in the Capsicore cafeteria today.
1: It was supposed to be like an employee appreciation thing, and she just wanders in and downs them all. Yeah.
3: I'm very <laughs> appreciative of this. Thank
1: Pansy, you. Panchi briefs played by Rhea Perlman.
4: <laughs>
2: but I also huh. really love how the scene ends with Bulma saying, Well, I gotta go meet. Can you watch Trunks? I gotta go meet Trunks.
4: <laughs> Bulma's adapting then quickly. Panchi
2: actually opens her eyes. <gasps> she <laughs> does. She has
3: beautiful baby blues. Of course. Uh. Also, side note: I'm living for Bulma's fashion today.
2: Oh hell yeah!
1: Her mom activewear. It's mom
3: activewear <laughs> slash laundry day, so I'm only I'm wearing like corporate Capsule core swag <laughs> that gets handed out at like the team building exercises. Yeah, like that's where that hat came from. Five hundred percent.
1: Gohan goes along with Trunks to meet up with Bulma at the uh, the roughly the location of where this time machine's supposed to be. But Chi Chi wants him to know that his studies are going to keep piling up while he's gone.
4: How long has he been gone?
1: Well, it's been a while. So- like, he hasn't studied since he was with Mr. Shu. Mm hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. But
2: also, it. That was he's three years ago least... in this time. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but also, it doesn't matter how long he's been gone. It's always <laughs> He's always going to be behind. It's never enough for Chi Chi. Mm
3: hmm.
1: As they fly along, Gohan wants to hear more about Trunks' future timeline, and we learn that the only survivors now live in an underground base. Where
3: well, they've got their cool
1: swords. Presumably watched over by Mr. Satan. Yeah. In the future. <laughs> I mean, we did say it, so it's true. Exactly. It, it is. It has thus been corroborated by the canon. Do you think Trunks
2: finds this conversation weird? Probably. Uh, probably he's talking yeah. to his mentor, who is the age he was... When he was his mentor.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's yep. probably very bizarre.
4: That travel's cool and weird and fucked up.
2: <laughs> like I would I would just be constantly in the back of my mind, Oh yeah, I watched you die. <laughs> yep. This is
4: upsetting to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is weird. I was
4: thinking about that later too.
2: I don't like this. I want this to be over.
1: Uh, Trunks hopes that there's some way that they can find some kind of weakness that Jiro Certainly planned into the androids' design, because he assumes that Jiro would uh, would have done so to maintain control over them and just failed to utilize it. Mm-hmm. He went back mm. and
2: watched the scene where he has the remote in his hand. Yeah,
1: he's an engineer's son. They they've yep, never yeah. found any schematics or anything like that for the androids. So they have no idea because like, Vegeta how to... fucked everything up. <laughs> right, they, the lab is says... gone.
4: Yeah, yeah he, he he straight
2: up well, says before my dad ruined everything. Well, the lab being
4: gone is his fault. Let's be completely clear about that.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. But as Vegeta's son, he will never acknowledge this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so right. God, <laughs> well, as Vegeta
4: and Bulma's son, yeah, you're yeah, right. that's also true.
3: <laughs> admitting fault is not the brief's way of doing things. <laughs>
1: Gohan finds the time machine. It's got a huge hole blasted out of the cockpit, like we said. Mm-hmm. It's
4: a it's a uh, real mess.
1: Bulma's ship shows up nearby, so Gohan goes to let her know where to touch down.
3: I have a note for this. I have noticed this multiple times, and I don't. And I'm wondering if it is a trope. Anytime Bulma inserts herself into a scene, she is always waving from the cockpit of an airplane. <laughs> And fly, which is flying from the top right of the screen diagonally down to the bottom left. This exact thing happened right before when that when she was going to meet Trunks for the first time. Well, that's what, just the
1: Capsule Corp ratio. i um, I guess
3: it's the perfect, it's the golden, yeah. I'm just wondering if maybe this is some weird Bulma trope that we that's been going on this whole time, where anytime she's like, "Hi guys," she's just always flying in on some new whip from the exact same way.
4: <laughs> the numerology that is key to
2: Freaks' power. We would that brought this up, I'm definitely going to keep an eye out for this in the future.
1: Now Can I want to go an... back and check if that's what she did when she came to get the bodies after the Saiyan Saga. Yeah, that's
4: what I was thinking mm. of. Because she mm. does always enter the scene in that way, like in a transport of some sort and so on. Yeah,
3: It, it always has to be, in both of the instances I've noticed, it's a very small capsule core vehicle where she's like the only real driver i like do, a, like i need to car. fact
2: check this but i do feel like her debut scene she was driving from the right side of the screen i think you're right bike.
3: that's just the so bulma entrance bulma always enters stage right Evans uh, the murgatroyd <laughs>
4: <laughs> so then the worst scene ever happens <laughs> then a very bad scene happens at least the
1: worst scene ever
4: it's a, it's a very bad scene. Trunks, Trunks feeding some squirrel friends.
1: Yeah, are you talking about Trunks teaching squirrels to count nuts? <laughs> well, no, that's good.
3: <laughs> that's, like, that, that's good water.
1: <laughs> that's,
4: that's my note
2: water, for yeah. that scene was, how fucking long does it take to get Bulma and come back?
1: Apparently, a long that's, time. <laughs> long, long enough to train three squirrels. So they start to examine the capsule, the time capsule. So
4: we're gonna skip the worst scene. I'm fine with that. Dave, the worst would you like scene, to narrate it the, for us? The worst scene is when Bulma starts flirting with her future oh, son. Oh, yes. I but did skip it I, in my
1: notes, because
4: I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> It'll be, yeah, the only note I made about it is Bulma says, Oh, man, this is so embarrassing. And I just wrote down, Yes, Bulma, I agree. <laughs> it's incredibly embarrassing.
3: Yo, here's the thing. I get where she's coming from. Oh? she's Because the, the way this is is... It's like, what do you think of, you know, your mom, like, you know, 20 years or whatever in the past or whatever, and she's, and Trunks is like, uh, I mean, you don't really look that much different between the two, I mean, which is correct, and when I say that I get where Bulma's coming from, she's trying to be, you know, roundabout way of saying, like, am I still slamming as a mom (laughs) in the future, in in the post-apocalypse? She's she's
2: looking for that self-validation. She's always,
1: she's always fishing.
3: Yeah, like, it's like uh, like I know this is kind of awkward because you're like my future AU son, but like, am I a milf? Though is what I'm gonna find out.
4: Yeah, in in yeah. your opinion, I, I didn't say it was out of character. I just said it was a terrible scene.
3: You're right. Yeah.
2: Uh, I think my note for that scene was just internal screaming.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DBZ Bridge did this with with some aplomb. Ooh, yeah. I have to check that out.
1: They examine the capsule. And they find out that it is, it is, in fact, not only the same design, it is the same capsule. Because it has hope written on it in the same place. After after they scrub away some, some yeah. of the moss.
3: Yeah, I feel like Trunks wiping away the moss to reveal the, the insignia, the hope, is, is like a weirdly iconic Dragon Ball moment. Like, it always sticks out in my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I love this
4: because it's sort of weirdly unceremonious has yeah. some exclamation points. It seems kind of unbulma ish and, <laughs> and that's why I like it. Because it's a, a mark of how desperate this, their situation was.
1: Yeah. He examines the interior, and he finds two bizarre gourd-like bowls. Like purple, purple gourd things.
4: The amount of time that is spent setting this up is so cool to me in this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In this show about, you know, screaming karate men and beans.
2: <laughs> yeah, you don't expect a detective's episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. They give you, they give you so little information and they stretch it out over the whole episode.
3: Yeah. And it's also like, it. it th- there's not a lot of conflict, but it's still very tense. Yeah. It's, it's a very un-DBZ
4: so. episode and it's great because of that. <laughs>
3: Isn't that, is that part of the walking dead where you're looking for clues before the action sequence?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bulma tries putting the, the halves together and she figures out that it was probably eggshells. Oh, <gasps> An evil egg? Uh, Trunks manages to boot the thing on for a little bit, and he checks the logs on the machine, and he finds out that it landed there a full year before he even traveled back in time. So this had
3: been sitting out in the woods for four years,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. Wild. For, For our purposes, it would be around, like, Garlic Jr. time
2: yeah and this this is the moment where Toriyama's finally starting to use uh time travel in interesting ways
1: for a time traveler trunks
4: does not seem terribly prepared uh, <laughs> for mentally, this possibility for, for these possibilities <laughs> yeah, it's like maybe this doesn't make sense because this is nonlinear
3: yeah yeah Based based on the history of trunks special, I will argue that Trunks is not a time traveler. he's an idiot teen who happens to be in a time machine
4: <laughs> yep. you are you are not wrong. Whose genius
2: mother gave it to him because he's technically the strongest person alive.
4: Yeah, at that point.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a brief scene where Krillin and the gang arrive at Roshi's house and they unpack Goku. (laughs) Bring him inside. (laughs) He
3: unrolls like a Casper mattress.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) You can just set him down over here. That'll be fine.
1: (laughs) Trunks and Gohan package up both of the time machines. And Trunks takes both of them into his little capsule case.
2: I like how much Gohan wants to help in, this, in these scenes. <sighs> he's a good boy. <laughs> like, he sees Trunks, you know, uh, turn one machine into a capsule, and he's like, Ooh, I'll do this one. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that's so fun.
4: Well, that's a good thing and... all this technology is so easy to use.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I forget if it's this episode or the next, but we do see a... Um do actually get to look at the container that Trunks' capsules are in. Uh, like, a good close-up detail shot. And it's mm-hmm. great, because the like, lid of the capsule container has what looks to be like a space where they've got numbers in a column, and then handwriting in the other mm-hmm. column. So it's kind of like... Like, someone making a mixtape and writing in what each track is. Like, Yeah, you gotta make
1: sure you know what capsule does what.
3: And I love just that little detail. is is
1: really fun. Because you don't want to throw your house into the ocean when you're looking for a boat.
2: <laughs> or try to travel back in time and accidentally jump into a fridge. Right.
4: Why did I write down, thank you, Oolong, in all caps?
3: I don't know. We did get to spend some time at the Roshi house, um...
4: Yeah, it's related to that, Long. I know. Oh,
1: I, I remember why. Because he said the thing that we said. Which oh, is. Yeah, which like, what thing was it? He says, like, so you brought him here, which is the second place the androids are going to look. Oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Thank you. <laughs>
4: exactly. Thank you, Long.
1: <laughs> uh, Bulma takes the eggshells for more examination, and Gohan sees something weird out of the corner of his eye. Yeah. Very,
4: very good perception check on Gohan here. Yeah. He's looking he at the, the camera, camera in
2: that scene, and
1: I just,
2: at first I was like, oh shit, he noticed me.
1: <laughs> uh, it's become self-aware. Abort. <laughs> they find a big alien-looking bug carcass. A gross bug. It's a really good cicada design. Yes. Yeah. I love it so much.
3: Is
2: Bulma... it cicada or cicada? Yeah, Cause... Bulma
1: pronounces it weird. <laughs> well, yeah, I noticed that. I think she said cicada, and I she think said, it's yeah. cicada.
3: I've always pronounced it with a hard a. I yeah, I'm a I'm a cicada sayer for sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're all cicada boys. Super, I'm a super Cicadan.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: No, but yeah, this is, like, a really cool, like, bug monster design. I really like it. Yeah. It,
1: it, it reminded also... me of Arlia. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: And the terror on which.
4: The, the, the Earth has now become a distant bug planet. <laughs> Somewhere Vegeta's stomach is growling and doesn't know why.
3: <laughs> Just craving. <laughs> this is where I developed a headcanon that Gohan is, like, his favorite thing to study, like, when he's not studying, is bugs.
1: I think it's his favorite when he is studying based on the books we've seen him read. Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't this basically foreshadowed?
3: He talks about, I think he doesn't talk about cicadas in the Dead Zone movie or something.
1: Yeah, Yeah, he has that bizarre
4: line where he's just like, well, you know, cicadas hibernate for 11 years. I couldn't do that. (laughs) That (laughs) It's one of my favorite lines.
3: (laughs) Like, it's that idea that, like, you know, when you're a kid and you've got to study a lot of shit, but then there's, like, this one other thing that you read up on a lot between the actual homework. Right, like when I had, like, a big book of just Greek myths. Uh,
1: It appears that this is the shed skin of something else because it's not moving and it's got a big old hole in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Trunks checks the innards And there's still fresh blood in there
3: Trunks violates the first oh. rule of science Which is <laughs> Not with your bare hands
2: <laughs> I'm thinking maybe he is just a dumb teen He yeah. is
4: maybe, maybe Maybe he was just a punch idiot after all <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, gets some, he gets some Ivan ooze on him He does no, no. Some Pepto-Bismol goop
2: I uh, at least he didn't taste it.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's the second rule of science.
1: <laughs> we go over to Kami, and he seems to have known about this thing. Mm-hmm. Or at least
4: intuited something relating to it. Yeah,
1: he knew that there was something terrible that was brewing down below, and now he knows that it wasn't the androids that he was, <laughs> that he was sensing.
3: Good thing he's on the same page as Gohan, Trunks, and us, the audience. at
1: the same time
2: i thought he was suggesting that he always sensed the thing other than the androids and piccolo just assumed it was the androids
1: yeah he he knew that there was something weird and he wasn't sure if it was related to the androids or not i think oh okay it's the implication i got is why he wanted to like sit and wait for a little bit
2: yeah but either way it's confirmation now yes he was right yes
1: there is some new threat and it is far more dangerous than the androids. Mm-hmm. So he
4: says. Tommy's usually right, Piccolo. Get it together.
1: The last note that I have for this episode is that 18 hops out of the van to shop for some new clothes. We don't get to see them until next episode. Uh, any other notes for 140?
3: Uh, I have a note that, like, Bulma's curiosity went from, like, inquisitive to horrified as soon as the jump was made between mechanical and organic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, machines, time travel, capsule, like, I'm all about it. Uh, gross bug <laughs> yeah. exoskeletons.
1: Nope, nope, nope,
3: bye! Yep, I'm out of here. <laughs> hey,
1: that, that, thing's, that thing's still probably nearby, huh? I should go!
3: <laughs> Deuces!
1: <laughs> uh, episode 141. The English title is The Reunion. The Japanese
3: title roughly translates to To face an unprecedented foe.
1: Birth of a super Namekian. Uh, so Gohan is trying to figure out the logistics of that thing in the capsule and how it could be here for four years without anybody noticing it
3: he refers to it as the ugliest bug I've ever seen
1: <laughs> uh, we get to see 18's new fashion fringe
4: more dragon <laughs> world rednecks very yeah. rural
1: yes and uh,
4: extreme shoulder is, pads Yeah,
2: 18 is not a fan of it and neither am
4: I
3: I think it's absolute butt cheeks but <laughs> how do you I think mean, I like it friend how do you think <laughs> I like it
2: yeah I appreciate I appreciate her making fun of the accent
3: once again we we're very very deep into the into the Ozarks of Dragon World here yeah this is this is a true country road take me home <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, that actually reminds me, um, I, I noted this, but I forgot to mention it, uh, when Gohan and Trunks were talking about the the time travel stuff, uh, there's a brief reminder that Funimation is based in Texas, when oh, Gohan's yeah. voice actor <laughs> lets their accent out just a little bit too much. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, I didn't uh, either. Says, what? How how do you think it got over
1: here? Uh, 18 shoplifts the outfit, obviously. Of course, very casual. And, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you on. gotta pay for that, yeah? Huh? <laughs> the shopkeeper calls the cops on them.
3: Says a couple of crazy hippies robbed him blind. I will make a note on the license plate of the pink Lucky Foods van that they've been oh, you using. noticed it too. Yeah, the license plate reads sixty-nine hyphen
4: sixty-nine. All right, nice. Lucky
1: Foods, indeed. <laughs>
2: it's no wonder the cops found them immediately.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's the one with the 6969 69 license plate. Yes, it is nice. Thank you. Please,
1: please arrest them. Uh, the androids drive along and 18, 18 hops out of the van and just destroys the whole police squad that's after them.
3: Yep, <laughs> nope. not even like without even tra- like she just holds her arms out and just close lines the police cars In Twain.
1: Yeah, I, she, it is. <laughs> she swims through cop cars like Napa swims through jets. Yes. It's
2: amazing. I can't confirm, but the the lead cop was he the same one that tried to capture them when they thought they were the leader of the biker gang?
1: They might oh. have used the same design again. I don't yeah, know. I didn't catch that. It looked really similar to me. Uh, as Bulma flies home. She's got the radio going, and uh, she hears some news about some kind of disaster that's going on in Ginger Town. That
3: took me a few times to hear and realize what the name of the town was. Because <laughs> the guy was not saying was not saying Ginger Town very well. I kept thinking, like, Digitown? <laughs> Digitown? No, but,
0: Digitown? He,
3: he certainly was
2: saying it a lot, though. He was.
4: There are... <laughs> i here in Gingertown
2: where there's a tragedy happening in Gingertown.
4: There's a there's a <laughs> couple of very good subtitle things uh, in this episode. Go uh, on. This is where you know, Jay is the, the keeper of time. I'm the keeper of, of <laughs> subtitles and funny subtitle <laughs> things. Um, which is that there are constant weird quotation marks uh, in the news report. Um, huh. where he, he says, we'll bring you the latest reports quote-unquote live. <laughs> uh, well,
3: because maybe. Then, and then what it's could like, that we,
4: mean? And we guys, we continue our coverage of the "quote unquote" crisis in Ginger Town. <laughs> and and for both of those things, it's consistent every single time they say it, and they say it several it's times. Crisis.
3: Are they just or like dunking can't... on Ginger Town or something? Oh, <laughs> uh, are, are, are they implying
4: there? that their own footage is pre-recorded?
1: Is it holy shit? Is it because it's an alleged crisis that they don't have footage of yet?
4: Maybe. Is it because
3: these reporters are allegedly alive during recording?
4: <laughs> Our coverage of the Crisis in Gingertown
1: registered trademark.
3: So what is the what exactly is the crisis in
1: Gingertown? Uh the reporter says that there are no signs of life in Gingertown, but there's clothes strewn about everywhere. It's almost as if everyone has been raptured.
2: <laughs>
3: I did write that down as well. Yep. It's that
2: novel left behind.
3: <laughs> oh
2: no. <laughs>
1: Boma makes note the Ginger Town is kind of nearby where they found that time capsule and bug carcass. Oh, mm. I hope that's those two things aren't related. Yes. Yeah, I wonder if that's uh, that has anything to do with the other.
2: I was really hoping after she made that uh, acknowledgement uh, that she just went, "Oh well,
3: probably
4: <laughs> nothing to worry about."
3: <laughs> just kept
2: going yeah, That going would be way.
4: the DBZ thing to do.
3: <laughs> How do. I have this in my notes. I'm trying to remember who says it. Someone apparently says, "Just
4: do it, you dip." But <laughs> when, um, when she's telling Krillin to change, the, she's when she's telling Chloe to change the channels. Oh, that's I mean, right. So oh, yeah, had, everyone
3: this. turn it's... on the news. Why it's just reruns? Yes, yeah. <laughs> do it, you dip.
4: And they're all going like, "Oh, Bulma's just on TV, and she wants us to watch so she can talk about how she's famous."
2: <laughs> I, I, I took note of that line from Krillin because it implies that while they were there, he he looked at the TV guide. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and confirmed that it was nothing but reruns on that channel. It's The Green Mile
1: again.
4: <laughs> Ugh. Playing sh- fucking Shawshank Redemption again.
1: <laughs> Apparently, 15,000 citizens have suddenly disappeared from Gingertown.
4: Oh dear. That's a lot of citizens. Yeah, it is. I would a, think. A problem.
1: And uh suddenly on the news, screaming and gunfire can be heard in the distance. Yeah.
3: I'm sure that's not related to anything at all whatsoever.
1: The reporter When he hears the screaming and gunfire Instinctively just shouts Oh the humanity
4: (laughs) (laughs) He's always wanted to say it
1: Yeah he's been waiting his whole life This is the line of my career Uh, The commotion dies down But suddenly the reporter can see something Behind the cameraman that we can't see And the feed cuts out to static (sighs) And we get the best commercial break In the whole show God damn it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's so good. It's so well timed. It just cuts from the static to commercial break.
4: Yep. Oh god. Uh, from the in-universe TV show, they were like, "We're gonna do it right this time." For once. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's now or never. Yeah. They do
3: it right every time, David. Don't you lie to me? <sighs> yeah.
4: Yeah. You're right.
1: Kami is horrified by what he sees. And Piccolo demands to know what's going on. Piccolo and
4: the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is so often the case.
2: Kami's <laughs> just like, calm your drama queen ass down. Yeah. <laughs> You're so about Com- to find out, because we're about to fuse.
3: <laughs> yeah, Kami <Comi laughs> definitely would have picked up on an entire town of 15,000 going missing, wouldn't he? A little bit. Yeah, it's... it's uh, I,
2: we've, we see how... This monster acts later on. He's not that fast. Yeah, no. This would this had to have taken at least a whole day.
1: Kami and Popo say their farewells as Kami prepares to fuse with Piccolo. We
3: have a, this is a really cool shot where we get it's like they're lined up symmetrically, mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of like a it's kind of like an upshot. and We get to see their like cloaks billowing in the wind. They're like opposing colors mm-hmm. and stuff, and. Very I made good. a note here that when the fusion begins, uh, it begins with Piccolo putting his hand over Kami's chest and covering up the god symbol on his clothing. Oh, Ooh. nice. That's I don't know that if that was intentional, catch. but it kicked ass. That's very good.
1: <laughs> I did feel bad for Popo during this. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he kind of doesn't have anything after this is done.
3: <laughs> no. No. His best lookout bud is yeah. going away. Also, uh, I like how before this happened, uh, Piccolo's like, oh, by the way, we're using my bod? And Tommy's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm super old, dude. That, Like, yes, yeah.
4: Yeah. Duh. Probably Com- yes. get something out of this. <laughs> you, know, you know, fair. <laughs> you think I
2: wasn't jealous when King Piccolo became young? Come on. <laughs> uh,
1: after the fusion, Super Piccolo takes off for Ginger Town. But he does stop and bids farewell to Popo. These are very good shots. Yeah, it was nice.
3: There's a good-ass line here that holds absolutely no water later on, but I'm gonna read it. Uh, He says, I am no longer Kami nor Piccolo. I am the Namek who long since had forgotten his name. Just kidding, I'm still Piccolo.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a cop-out.
3: Yeah. Also... I like how this combined fusion looks nothing like the nameless Namekian that we see in flashbacks, whom, I will reiterate, has a magnificent chin and cheekbones. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Piccolo arrives in Ginger Town, begins to investigate, and it is eerily silent now. Mm hmm We just hear the dripping of a hose somewhere. Yeah, that's ominous as hell. We do get to see a shadowy figure that is slinking along, dragging a body behind it. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: This is really cool. Welcome to my favorite freak-ass villain of all time. <laughs> Pre-
4: uh, freak-ass is the word, I would say. Yes.
3: Freak-ass, completely.
4: The constant cuts to and from,
2: Piccolo looking around, and this body being dragged along the, the streets yeah. is so cool.
3: It is, a, <laughs> it is a sharp right turn from sci-fi to just absolute horror. Yep. Uh,
1: the episode ends with Piccolo coming face to face with this creature, and we get and to see what it looks like.
4: Enormous carapace, cod
1: piece Yes. <laughs> yeah.
4: Which also is exactly like his mouth.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. That's hmm. I wonder what it's... kind of statement that's making.
1: <laughs> it is a uh, big old bipedal bug, man. Very large, very green. He's got jaguar print skin. He <laughs> mm-hmm. does. And uh no discernible mouth on yeah. his
4: face. Very iconic head shape.
1: Oh yes. And kinda like snake looking eyes, too. Uh,
4: yeah. Mm-hmm. And a and a
3: long uh prehensile tail with some kind of a weird stinger at the end. So And what, a
2: really, really
3: good creepy voice. What do y'all think about this design? It's, it's Dave, dire. do you know what
1: this thing is called? Uh I do. Yeah, can we Okay, quit, so we can quit, just quit. say the name of it. Yes, thank you. Yeah,
4: I, I recognize the, <laughs> the shape I recognize the
1: shape of the head. This is an entity known as Cell.
4: This is one of
2: those uh things that that Marvel and D C do where you have a first appearance issue and then a debut issue.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, okay. mm hmm. Yo, so what do y'all think of this design? Um, I didn't realize this until later, but uh, apparently the the look for Cell's, like, head is very similar to uh, uh, some boss in Chrono Trigger.
1: It does kind of, like, this version of Cell, and I'll spoil that, there are more versions of this creature, but... A not DBZ even antagonist transformations that in
2: DBZ? <laughs> yeah,
1: this version does resemble... Uh, Lavos, which I mentioned kind of in the intro from Chrono oh, Trigger, you're right. but, and yeah, uh, Toriyama does uh, like to reuse designs, so that's nothing new.
3: Yeah, that's fair. I, I am a
2: big fan of this design.
3: I like the weird shapes. I like it's a it's a good combination of it of it is a true um, like testament to the fact that Toriyama is not telling a martial arts story anymore like yes he is but <laughs> also with heavy heavy sci-fi elements
0: because mm-hmm. this
3: is what happens if you try to make freak ass sci-fi bug concepts into a martial arts fighter
2: <laughs> I genuinely love the direction this saga goes in Yeah, but if it stayed with this character as the big bad I'd be okay with that
1: agreed agreed Oh, I love okay. this design. Yeah. yeah, if
2: he stay if he stayed like he is right now, I wouldn't mind it one bit. Like Frieza, yeah. if him if he didn't transform, it wouldn't have been as good. But this one, I feel like you probably would have gotten equal quality, just he, just in a different way.
3: Got it in one. You would have said,
2: "Yeah."
1: I like that it is so different from everything else in the show. It like, is nothing like anything we've seen in Dragon Ball Z before. And it just comes out of nowhere in the yeah. like even in the middle like, yeah, in
4: the middle of a story dedicated to a completely other thing,
1: <laughs> right? Watching this as a kid and getting used to the motions of the show, mm-hmm. like the we have the Raditz show up, he gets beat. We have the Saiyans show up, they get beat. We go to Namek and there's there's lesser guys, and then we get to the big guy and he gets beat. And then we learn about androids and we're like, okay, so those are our guys that we got to beat. And then out of nowhere, there's just something else going on and it fucking sucks on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> it,
4: it is, um, it does make sense to me that this happens. It was a huge surprise, yeah. but um, it does make sense because as we've been saying for the past couple episodes, like, the story has kind of hit, an, like, a unsustain, like, a sort of unsustainable degree of tension. Yeah. Um, where, like, you know, we've hit the top of the power curve, and there's really not anything else that can be done. So, some kind of other wrench has to be thrown into what's happening. Yeah, Uh, And this fucking qualifies. (laughs) The
2: fact that it's a horror monster.
4: Yeah, (laughs) A horror monster from the future that hashed out of an egg in a mysterious, temporarily displaced version of Trunks' time machine. Like, What in, uh, what the fuck? I'm so pleased. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
2: I, I, I do want to, like, kind of, um, uh, expand on what, what I said a second ago about, like, I'd be okay with this being what he's like for the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because, you remember how much we loved Vegeta during the Namek Saga?
0: Mm-hmm. right?
2: I, imagine viewing Vegeta from Frieza Force's perspective, Where you were dealing with these earthlings, and then all of a sudden, there's an even more powerful entity sneaking around. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even really, like, most people don't even realize he's there. And he's just fucking shit up left and right behind the scenes.
3: He is making plans. That's basically how
2: this... How cell operates here, and I love that so much. It is always like, great the just, when there is a
1: it, third distinct faction from the good yes. guys and the bad guys. Mm. Yeah,
3: the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like he just took that that concept and just flipped it. Said, "What if the what if the bad guy did that?" <laughs> Turns out it's fucking scary.
1: Uh, let's hail Satan for a little bit. Hell, What do we even do? Well, God, now there's all sh- shit is happening on Earth now. So. Yeah. yeah. A- as of last time, a gang war was brewing between the Toad Warriors and the Bad Chicks and <laughs> uh the plot of Akira was happening, maybe. But that might be a split <laughs> timeline now, I don't know. Yeah.
4: We now we now we have precedent for it. So,
2: yeah. That was a uh, we'll just say that was um Tn imagining what was happening while he was gone.
4: <laughs> Imagine uh, Roshi managed to fuck things up, yeah. <laughs> his, in his imagination.
1: Doctor Zenzu briefs and his new young ward, Johansha, were hot on the trails of the androids. Oh
2: yeah, <laughs> don't forget about the Scooby Gang with uh, Videl and...
1: I think they were getting roped into the gang war, weren't they? Yeah, I think so. Because of Balesa Barbara, Mister Satan's being the 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 talking head for yeah. the
3: world at large for the androids. Meanwhile, all this weird other shit
1: is happening. The There's the... a crisis in Gingertown. Yeah. yeah. What
3: what exactly is Hercule going to be saying to alleviate the crisis?
4: Yeah, the world champion has to make a statement.
3: What is his theory as to what as to what the crisis is? <laughs> would he assume it's just the rapture? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> or would he say it can't be the rapture because he's still here? <gasps> He well.
0: says
1: he says that they're filming a movie. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Correct. It's all just special effects. It's an elaborate ARG. <laughs>
4: it's a it's a
3: it's a interactive art house film. We're getting really experimental over at Satan Studios. <laughs> you know all
1: those nerds down in Gingertown. They're probably just in their mama's basements. Keep Gingertown weird and all Keep that Ginger shit.
3: Gingertown weird? They've got waiters who sing. <laughs> they've got they've got cafes that you need a password to
1: get into. the South South by South City. <laughs> I
3: hate this. I'm so happy. They're they. i am imagining Ginger Town as this fucking shithead like podcast mecca city where everyone's <laughs> got a everyone's got a Kickstarter. Oh. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm trying to remember, what's the name of that, um...
3: Can't swing, can't swing a box of Lucky Foods without hitting at least five Patreons.
1: Gingertown <laughs> is just Portland.
3: Fu- just full of nerds who have, like, no idea how practical solutions to everyday problems actually <laughs> get implemented or exist. Uh, yep. It's,
1: it's completely insular.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about a this, this scene that happens later, and it absolutely works.
1: It could explain how, uh, no one is prepared for this very slow-moving monster.
2: <laughs> Who just lurks.
3: Their wing scales in their mind. It's like, do I flee the monster and possibly miss my Amazon Prime delivery of kombucha?
4: <laughs> Cap- Capital Corp Prime Capital Corp Prime mm, Delivery. Mm, yeah, there you go.
3: There you
1: mm, go. That's a that's a spicy road. So <laughs> while uh while Mr. Satan is making his declaration on TV about how it's just an elaborate prank it's like a flash mob thing or something
3: it's the it's the it's the gingertown challenge <laughs>
1: god he is frantically using his beeper to tell Videl not to go to gingertown hashtag you know, oh. hashtag
3: gingertown challenge everyone you know leave your clothes out everywhere haha like you've been <laughs> taken by the rapture ha 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 sweetie please come on
2: home <laughs> He's just, he's just typing no ginger over and over again but she just <laughs> assumes he's just suddenly really against redheads. I'll <laughs> oh, pour him his pizza.
1: Yeah, don't she tell this to pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can we say that Dr. Zenzu Briefs is the one who called in the tip about the time machine?
3: Oh, completely. Yes. He's he's out in the woods looking for weird shit. Like, that's, looking for that's weird exactly android
1: clues. He'll put his pride aside
2: and hate for his brother For one moment.
3: Like, it's a cat. It's. I I didn't build this. This ain't a fucking Sensu Corp (laughs) shit. He wanted to reactivate it so he could. He could. uh, He could build the scrap into his mecha
1: collection. Or just backwards engineer what kind of vehicle it even is. Yeah, he
3: wants it to be a cool motorbike. A cool robo (laughs) ostrich. With the same ferocity that Bulma builds radios on alien planets, he just kind of builds. Just little ostrich mechs out of whatever scrap he has handy.
2: But still, it still maintains the, the power to travel through time?
3: I will call them revocabos
1: Did we ever decide Dr. Brief's first name? Um, Does he not no. have one? Some people have posited that Brief's
3: is like his first name in the same way that Slump is Dr. Slump's name. name. Right. But that's <laughs> boring and not what I want to listen to. Right. You <laughs> need to come up with a cool underwear name.
2: I was thinking in my head, like, what what does sinzu call him when he when he calls him up right and it was like does he just call him onichan
1: i i think his first name is boxer uh, yes i like that he looks like a
3: boxer he does he's that's boxer really briefs fitting. boxer briefs that's so good i'm just i'm just elated now i love <laughs> this i love this so much <laughs> tyler thank you for this <laughs> thank you for this this gift you've given us oh, it makes me it makes me a happy a happy boy.
1: Uh anything else for Hail Satan? Uh
2: th- th- we gotta resolve that um that biker gang war. We can't just leave that hanging.
3: Um
1: we- I mean how, does it, how swim, does it escalate? Do
3: you <laughs> <laughs> you're right.
2: Bazookas. They just all pull out bazookas.
1: That is that is an escalation.
3: That is. You're right. You're very right. And you know what? I'll say that the Toad Warriors were so, you know, demoralized by by a couple of punk android teens that what mm-hmm. was left of them probably fucking
1: turned tail and ran. Can the bad chicks Fulton Pink Bulma back to their base? Yes! <laughs> I like where this is going. Also, we need a better name than Pink Bulma. Uh, Do we, though? I mean, I'm a big
3: uh, oh, Pink Bulma, pink hair. Uh, mm-hmm. Her name can be Plum. P-
2: P- I, was, oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say Palma.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but like Palma, you can like say that it was poorly localized so that it it just became Plum. <laughs> Putuma. Oh, they Put Plum. Yeah.
2: Put
1: So the bad chicks build out their ranks a little bit. Lord,
3: they build out mother base.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's their new plan. They, they are <laughs> chicks Sans Frontiers. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Holy shit. Every yes. now and then
3: I run across Le,
4: something
3: Les terrible. That
4: I run across That's something better. that makes me miss Skype. Specifically because I miss, you know, Skype signatures. That's what I wanna put in my you know in my <laughs> Skype, you know, status. The chick sends frontiers. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> Which one of them gets a vest that says, Never be game over?
1: Uh, Vidal. <laughs> is that going to do it for Hell Satan? I'm satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason. Yeah. Hit us up with that reading.
3: Oh, uh, you know it. So this is going to be a horoscope at the... At the end of our show, we flip over and read a little fortune for one of our DBC characters who have... Some of them have uh, canonical birthdays and thus have canonical astrological signs. The subject for today, guess what, y'all? I'm making it a double. Bada boom. What? How is that possible? Yeah, how so? Well, you know... Some characters have similar signs, you know, like uh, Frieza and Vegeta are both Scorpios, uh, Piccolo Uh and Gohan are both uh, Tauruses, but in this case, two characters I have chosen have the exact same birthday because I said so. Uh, (laughs) They're Piccolo and Kami, and their canonical birthday is May 9th, aka Piccolo Day, and that would make them both a Taurus. So, Kami, Piccolo, lend me your beautiful pointy ears. This is your horoscope.
1: They don't just frame their They're fingers. not just for shaping your face. <laughs> we both went there. <laughs>
3: you may find that your instincts are aligned, particularly where others are concerned. You and a close friend could even come up with the same words at the same time, which Shut might up. be a little disconcerting <laughs> for both of you. <laughs> However, this increased intuition is likely to help you understand people close to you more than you ever expected. Make <laughs> this the mo- simply
1: Stop. cannot be. <laughs> Stop. Make the most
3: of it. Make the most of it. And remember what you learned from this attunement. Become the same person. <laughs> Put
2: an end to the <laughs> uncle, grandma, grandpa, same person
1: <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, at least we don't have to keep track of that anymore. We can just forget about it entirely. (laughs)
2: Exactly. Except now we got a new wrinkle in that. Is it Piccolo or is it the unnamed Namek?
1: Or Nail? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Nail's in there.
2: Who's speaking right now? (laughs) Which one of your 16 personalities?
1: United United
3: States of Piccolo. How many
4: different (laughs) identities are being accrued into Piccolo's existence?
1: (laughs) Uh, don't worry Goku comes up with a very good name for him later oh, wow. oh yeah, oh, oh, yes yeah. He does. <laughs> which I may start referring to him as after we hear it I haven't decided that's fair uh, thank you all for listening I appreciate everyone who tunes into the show every week Dave where can the Frans find you on the internet
4: uh, Frans can still find me at a site the p-s-y-t-h-e on archive of our own
1: and Matt, how about you?
2: Hey, yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Monumentus Matt, or any various other social media under the fine Prague one word.
3: And Jason, largely you can pretty much just find me on Twitter. Uh, the name for that is Jcabs, J A Y C A L V E S. Come on by and see the things I draw and the things I say.
1: Uh, Destructo Discourse has a Twitter account. We are at Destructo underscore Disc. And we have a pinned tweet that is an invitation to our uh, fan Discord server where you can find... Click on it. You can find fan art, you can find spoiler chat, you can find Game Talk. We also have an email, which is at destructodiscourse at gmail.com. And if you would like to help other people find out about this show, a good way to do that would be to give us a rating and a review. And if you do decide to do that, please make it a four-star rating.
3: Please, sir. Give us the go, (laughs) home, please, (laughs) sir. May I have
2: some (laughs) four?
0: Good night, everybody.
4: (laughs) We are destructo discourse, and hard as it might be to believe, after material like that, we're just getting warmed up. (laughs)
0: I hear you seem so cold and gray When night never turns to day Don't you be afraid to fly away Chala
3: etchala, No time to
0: Through the night of oh, Jala And Hedjala
2: Also, real quick, if you want some um, some post-ending music stuff, material, uh, my wife messaged me after, like, listening to our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a cicada, boy. She said, see you later, boy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm, I want to die.
3: <laughs> well, Good night. Go
4: to, As go the great man now. said, others may die also. I'm going to play this by ear.